0: They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today.
1: So you're prepped and ready to go duck hunting. Your gear's packed, you've set your alarm, tomorrow's the big day, now what do you do? We're going to jump into that on this episode and talk about your first day of field, what to think about, what to remember, what to look for, what to do. You don't want to miss it. Hey, and welcome to another episode of the New Hunter's Guide, the podcast helping new hunters get started and helping active hunters learn new things. I'm your host, George Canedis, and today we're doing part two of a two-part series on Duck Hunting 101. Uh, last week, I had Riley Hendrickson here. He is the host of the Hoosier Outdoors podcast, as well as the owner and chief callmaker of Rilo Game Calls. And even more than that, he is an avid duck hunting enthusiast that's been at this for years and years and just loved it to the point where he just had to start making his own calls because what he could find just didn't didn't quite scratch the itch that he had and the sound that he wanted to make. So um, excellent stuff. If you did not listen to the last episode, I want to encourage you, just pause this one, go back and listen to the first episode on duck hunting hear him start at the beginning cuz he walks you through you know how he got started what you need to keep in mind to get to the point of your first day to get your you know everything from deer to licenses and all of the different things you want to think about and and prepare and do and on this episode he's going to talk about the first day in the woods first day of field you're out there what do you need to think about? What do you need to remember? What do you need to do? So it's good stuff. Uh, I'm, I'm going to tell you what, I have been so juiced up about duck hunting lately after talking to Riley several times and and just messaging him back and forth with questions on Facebook. Uh, but I want to encourage you, head to the website, newhuntersguide.com. In the show notes, I'm going to link you to uh, Riley's podcast, The Hooser Outdoorsman. I'm going to link you to Riley's uh, call company Rilo game calls where you can check out the awesome stuff that he's making and and just Making by hand and cranking out. He's been in the woodworking industry for years and he's a musician You don't find too many of those people and he's an avid duck hunter So like how many of them are in the country, you know, what for I don't know but uh, he decided to start making his own calls And puts out some of the most beautiful duck calls I have ever seen. And for prices that I just can't believe he can make them for that. And when I asked him, how are you making money selling them for what you're selling them for? He told me that because he's in the wood industry, he's able to get materials super cheap. Super, super cheap. People are throwing away stuff that he can make four and five calls out of. And he's able to get stuff cheap, and then uh, everything that's in it then is you know very little material cost. It's just the, the work and the time and the love that goes into putting these things together. So I gonna encourage you guys, check out his stuff. I've got pictures uh, in the show notes of this episode, so you can see some of them. Uh, but also, you can find this guy on Facebook. I mean, you can ask him questions like I've been. And I'm sure he's loving that I'm telling you to do that, because he's going to get hundreds of people asking him questions. But uh, no, he's he loves duck hunting. He loves connecting. He started his own Facebook groups just to talk to people more about duck hunting and and share more. So you can find him on Facebook. You can connect with him. You can ask him questions. He's been mentoring me in duck hunting. I'm hoping to get out for the first time this fall, and then maybe next season I'll do some some episodes of my own on the subject. But great stuff. Is this is a just an awesome subject. For years I've wanted to talk about duck hunting but have not found a way to break into it and I met Riley and he's helping me break into it and he's going to help you too so listen up.
2: Hello and greetings new hunter's guide this is Riley Hendrickson and I am doing duck hunting 101 part 2. Real quick, I just want to thank George Canitas so much for letting me come on here and talk about Duck Hunting 101 to all new hunters wanting to get into duck hunting. All right, so last episode we talked about the night before, the week before, getting your licenses ready, uh, getting steel shot, uh, maybe getting with an outfitter, all that good stuff the day before. Now... It is go time. So in the last episode, we ended with you set your alarm for 2.30, and you're going to bed. Now, Duck Hunting 101, part two. This is day of. You are getting up. It's 2.30 in the morning. You're getting up. Your spouse is looking at you like you are deranged and crazy, like my wife looks at me every single time I wake up for duck season. Uh, You are getting your... Pot of coffee that is a necessity You're getting your Pot of coffee ready Hopefully all of your gear Is already packed in the truck or the car Ready to rock and roll And meet your friends to go hunting For your first day of duck hunting You have your license, you have your uh, state license, you have your federal duck stamp, you have your hip number, you have your steel shot, your shotgun, your muck boots or your waders. You have everything prepared and ready to go. Now, you get in your vehicle or maybe the person picks you up. Probably usually what happens is you meet that person in the parking lot of a McDonald's. You get breakfast. If it's a 24-hour McDonald's. Um, And yeah, so the day of duck hunting starts. Now, there are a couple of things you need to know. Um, Yes, so when you're about to go hunting with someone, especially someone that knows how, has been a duck hunter for a long time, you must learn the lingo Now, there's a whole culture, rich history with duck hunting. Um, I mean, whenever you get into duck hunting, I got into it full bore. I became a call maker. I started working with my dogs. I got dogs for it. Um, You know, I, I got into all these different things. I've got into decoy carving a little bit, you know, and you just fall in love with the culture. And that's a whole episode in itself. However, we're going to talk about the lingo. Now, if you go with seasoned duck hunters, you're going to want to know the duck hunting lingo. And there is lingo uh, that's very important, and we all know it. Um, hopefully, I mean, you eventually learn all the lingo. So you've gone to the draw, okay? You, you, or. They have a hole that you don't need to draw so or they hunt on private so you go you finally get to the hole with them now here is the first term of lingo it's called brushing in now brushing in whenever you have blinds like goose hunting blinds or you have your chairs sitting in the marsh or you're just in an area nine times out of ten uh especially up here in Indiana, there aren't any established blinds. Um, It is just an area in the brush that you waller out and you put your chairs in there and then you go around with just your hands or if you are fancy, you have a weed cutter and you cut some of the weeds and stuff around you and you uh, take those and put them in a pile so when the guys come back after... Your first time, you probably won't be putting out decoys. You may if you have waders, and if you do, listen to everything they say because accidents happen, especially in the marsh, early in the morning when you can't see when you're in waders. So they ask them, when you get there, ask them, hey, if I'm not helping with um, the decoys, do you want me to brush in, get some brush, uh, get it? to where I can put it over all the chairs and get it to where when you guys sit down, I can throw brush on you. They'll probably say, hey, that's a great idea. Now, and that's very important. A lot of people, um, there's just not enough brush. And yeah, so you'll be pulling weeds for a long time in the morning. Um, Now, and that's just growing pains of being the new guy. Now, calling the next term of lingo is calling the shot now when you're hunting with seasoned duck hunters you do not fire until they say either cut them get them shoot them now they will yell something but you ask if you're going with two guys ask them who's calling the shot And you listen to that guy because that guy has been the designated guy to decide how close is that duck. Because if that duck is too far away and you take a shot, there's another term we're going to talk about here in a second. And it could make them very angry. So when you're sitting there and the ducks are coming in. You listen for that guy. You wait for that guy to call the shot. And whenever the ducks get close, that's when he'll go, cut him. And you'll stand up and you'll all take your shots. Okay. Now, we're going to talk about what I just said about shooting as the birds are way too far away. It's called sky busting. And that is the most detestable thing that um, duck hunters, old school duck hunters, they just hate sky busting, um, especially because you may be injuring the birds because they're just way too far out. So, if you're hunting with someone and the birds are way out there and they haven't called the shot, do not take the shot without their permission, without them calling the shot, uh, because that would be sky busting and that's a big no no. Um, now staying in your lane if you're goose hunting and you've got five guys in the field you kind of you're laid out and if you're duck hunting if you have more than two or three guys you're you you pick lanes okay so if there's a duck uh, that comes into um someone's lane and you have already designated that so many feet this this area over here you're hunting this area of the marsh and if that duck doesn't fly into your lane you do not take the shot if it's in someone else's lane you do you don't take the shot they take the shot you wait till that duck flies into your lane um because especially now if you have two or three guys it's fine but if you have more than that you have to choose your lanes. Um, so, because accidents could happen out in the field, you could accidentally swing over and someone could be doing something. You could accidentally shoot someone or shoot across their lane. It's just not good. Um, now, uh, this is a weird, this is a funny topic um, water swatting. So, when a A duck is flying into your decoys, you're good to shoot. When it's flying out, you can shoot. That's great. Now, this is kind of controversial. Um, If a duck lands in the decoys and you shoot, that's called water swatting. Some people are fine with it. Some people aren't okay with it. They think it's unsportsmanly to shoot a duck on the water. Um, Now, I've listened to interviews with Phil Robertson, and from what I have gathered, a duck in front of him in the water or in the air is a dead duck. So, it's totally up to the people. Now, if you shoot a, a duck on the water, and you have to communicate this with the duck hunters you're with, if you shoot that duck, you're probably going to be shooting their decoys, and they could have a hundred dollar AVNX decoys that you're just shooting and ruining so you have to talk to them about this now with threats to our nation waiting around every corner adaptability is more important than ever when conditions change without notice quick strategic thinking is crucial and with obstacles consistently impending determination is essential in overcoming them it's this willingness decisiveness and resilience that sets marines apart With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we
0: do just that. Learn more at marines.com.
2: Do not, uh, one thing, this is uh, a rule. Now, we've got past our lingo for the most part. Now, here's a little rule, uh, especially your first time. Do not call too much, okay? You're trying to sound natural, So, you don't hear uh, a duck going all the time. You'll hear that once in one call by a female mallard, and then you'll hear that male mallard, you know. You know, you'll hear that. The males are what you hear. So, that's why in the last episode I suggested you get a six in one whistle. And I highly recommend those. I love them. That's why I use if I'm not using a female mallard call or a goose call or whatever I've got or a wood duck call. I'm using a six in one. That's mostly what I use anymore. It just sounds natural. Now, the last thing I can say is the person that is taking you is going through a lot of pain, gas, and money to take you hunting. So, So buy them breakfast, okay? Um, Buy their gas or both buy them breakfast and gas and make sure to thank them and help carry decoys and help as much as you can, okay? When you, this is, duck hunting is so hard to get into. So when you get that window and a chance, someone is taking you hunting and you're not spending uh, two hundred dollars to go with an outfitter for a day think about it. take 50 bucks buy them breakfast uh, and gas and don't just be the tag along make sure you try to use lingo you try try to communicate with them you want to be state farm right like a good neighbor state farm is there right you want to be that guy and you want as soon as the hunt's over, and you thank them, and especially if you get a bird, uh, just thank them and thank them and thank them, and buy them breakfast and pay for gas and be a reliable guy. It's like um, it, it's like going to a job interview, okay? When you go with people hunting, you're wanting to come off great, okay? Because you could possibly have another hunting experience with them. So you want to be the best you can be. Don't be the guy that gets there, uh, sits there, doesn't do anything, doesn't brush in, doesn't help carry decoys. Make sure to do the best you can so you can at least um, be a good enough hunting partner for that day that those people... In the future, if they're talking to someone that says, hey, uh, man, I wish I could go duck hunting. I've got all this gear, but I don't have a duck hunting partner and I don't like to go by myself. Boom, they think of you. And you get that opportunity to have a hunting buddy and you could be duck hunting for the next couple years. Um, So always remember when you go hunting, uh, duck hunting, deer hunting, if someone takes you duck hunting or uh, deer hunting or any type of hunting. Make sure to be the best hunting partner with them that day, um, and just have a good, build a good reputation. Uh, that they can talk about. Man, that he was, you know. If, if they ever talk about going on another hunting uh adventure, your name comes up in the list. Okay, because you didn't annoy him. You didn't do. You just. Communication. If you can communicate and you can carry some of the burden for them for that day, you are going to be golden. You're going to be doing good. Now, the last thing I can say is um, (laughs) duck hunting is an awesome lifestyle and culture. And I hope you have a great experience with your first experience. You know, it's a culture duck hunting is amazing Uh, from west coast to east coast to texas to uh, manitoba to i mean all these places have their own duck hunting history some states really don't indiana i know george canadas i checked out pennsylvania and i could only find one outfitter and they didn't have excellent reviews um so, I mean, if you're in a state like Arkansas, Texas, um, Alaska, Louisiana, uh, I think it did I say Kansas? I think I said Kansas. Uh, you know, there's cultures, there's history with all with duck hunting. Duck hunting has such a rich history. Um, I mean, as far as call makers, decoy carvers, Duck, uh, duck dog training, duck dogs, you know, uh, the, and then you've got uh, duck call competitions, goose calling competitions. Um, on the East Coast, the East Coast carvers, they either use cork or they use white cedar, and whenever they uh, make a decoy, they cut it in half and hollow the inside out and then glue it back together. On the West Coast, they use uh cork they use um red cedar uh midwest ba- basswood you know there's you can find out the history there's just an own little history of duck hunting in every state and I highly suggest you look for it um I if I could uh suggest a book I I love this book for bird hunting and duck hunting and dogs um I believe it's Birds, Dogs, and Guns by Gene Hill. Uh, It's on Audible. I highly suggest it. It's a bunch of short stories. I believe he wrote for um, a magazine, an outdoor magazine, and he wrote these short stories. And they are some of his experiences. There's some fictional stuff in there. Um, It's great. I mean, it really romanticizes the duck hunting experience and i mean it's it's just awesome um yeah i really hope everyone got um a good amount of information out of these duck hunting 101 episodes and i had a great time uh, making them and um i hope everyone gets a chance to go out there and check out duck hunting and and if you get a chance, uh, if you can't get that chance to go with someone, find an outfitter um, or, you know, find f- just find a way to go, you know, get on a group on Facebook, duck hunting group. Talk to some people, um, find out, you know, just talk like what's the best who what's a duck call people recommend and then. What, what decoys do you recommend? Then just start talking to these people about duck hunting and uh, you'll fall in love with it and um, you'll go hunting and you'll just really fall in love with it. And uh, I really hope everyone got a lot out of these episodes and I really enjoyed putting them out there and I really hope some people uh, find the love and joy that I have out of duck hunting. Um And yes, so this has been Duck Hunting 101, and this is Riley Hendrickson. And again, I thank George Canitas so much for Let Me Do These. Thanks,
1: George. So I don't know about you, but I am ready to go duck hunting right now. I am so pumped. I am ready. I've got just a couple more pieces of gear I'm working on getting together I was out just recently scouting some areas. Um, you know, got my, my Maps app out, driving around looking at some places to, to do some level two scouting. And when I say that, I mean level one scouting is okay, these are the water areas, these are the lakes, this is the standing water, this is where um, potentially, theoretically, ideally, ducks are going to be so narrow those down pick a few of those spots and then phase two scouting is actually going out there early in the morning with some binoculars and just glassing just looking for them just trying to confirm are there ducks here period if there are what kind of ducks are there and then build a battle plan okay how do we want to get in there what's the idea going to be you know and, and work on all of those pieces. So I've been doing that. I hope you guys are, are are thinking about it in those terms and getting at it. But I just want to thank Riley so much for coming on and just sharing just years and years of experience and information and you know everything just you know from his heart, what he's got to say. And of course, there's so much more to it, right? We could probably do a 20 part series on this subject and maybe next fall I will. Maybe next fall I will. If I get out a few times and actually do this and eat some ducks and uh, I might I might just do that next fall. I uh, might do a few less episodes on deer hunting and, and maybe a few more, or a lot more episodes on duck hunting. That's what I'm hoping for at this point. But I just want to thank Riley. I, I just didn't, did not have the heart to ask him to do a 20 part series because he is a busy guy. Uh, he's got a lot of stuff going on. He's making duck calls and deer calls and ga- er, uh, predator calls and everything else. But I would encourage you guys, head to the website, newhuntersguide.com, so you can get the direct links to Rilo Game Calls and the, the Hooser Outdoorsman podcast, so you can listen to Riley. Uh, I am not there's no sponsorship deal. I don't get a cut of anything. There is no affiliate tracking program. His stuff is just that good and you need to see it and you need to look at some of the beautiful work that he's putting out there. And I'm excited about what he's doing on with his game call. So uh, I want to encourage you guys, check that out, leave him a message, find him on Facebook, um, ask him questions. Um, you know, it's just, He is a wealth of information that, of course, I am making as much use of as I can because I needed somebody like Riley in my life that, you know, could just give me some some credible information of somebody who's not trying to lead me astray, which I have found and seen. You know, you're trying to break into hunting in an area And you start asking people, and they literally give you misinformation because they don't want you to be successful at hunting because they think you're going to compete with them. And it's like, are you serious? Is this a real thing? But it's a real thing. And, you know, Riley's not doing that, and you can be pretty sure about it since we are several states apart. There is no risk that I could ever shoot a duck that he might have gotten a chance at. But he just doesn't think like that. He loves the sport wants to see more people in it. And I'm hoping you're able to get into it and you're able to, to dive in and and just get your feet wet and put some ducks on the table. So I want to encourage you, leave me a message on, on the website, send me a Facebook note. Would love to hear what you guys think about these episodes. And if you want more episodes on duck hunting. You know, this is a tough time of year for me. It really is. It is a difficult time of year because deer season is so massive, it's so big, it's so fun, so many people do it. Um, I get really into it, and it's just hard to talk about anything other than deer hunting in the fall. But if they're you know, if you got enough people that are interested in duck hunting, then You know, I would love to do more episodes and think about how to do more and and work that into the schedule and all those things. Um, You know, but it's, it's just, I need feedback. I need somebody to tell me something and get a few of those somebodies. And then I can get a good idea of what people are interested in, what they want to hear more about. And, you know, maybe next year I'll start earlier. And, you know, there's all different things that can happen. But I appreciate you guys. Make sure you head to the website, newhuntersguide.com, for the link, show notes, information, photos, O'Reilly's game calls. Till next time, God bless you guys, and go get them in the woods.